New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Reverend Robert with you here on a Friday night. It's five o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone, and that means it is time for the good news. A weekly opportunity that I take to share in the good news stories that made their way across my desk. And I am so grateful to be here, grateful that you're here with us this evening. Please do hit the like button, the share button, the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know what you're doing that you're here, that you're hanging out. Good evening, Wayne. Good to see you. Grateful you're with us. Dear Sister Shay, so, so grateful that you are here. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for being a part of what we're doing. Anyone else out there that's watching, feel free to chat along, chime along, drop a comment, join in the conversation. We'd love to hear from you as we go this evening. All right. I am just now realizing that I completely forgot to load up my slides of all the things I've done today to get ready for this show. <laughs> I think uh, my uh, my dear favorite producer, uh, Diego, would be sorely embarrassed by me and disappointed in me for this one. So uh, give me just another half second here and we will uh, get our slideshow up and running there it is all right good news in the animal kingdom folks you know we love to re report about the good things happening in the animal world the largest uh, animal on earth the blue whale is returning to the coastal californian waters in larger and larger numbers than ever before sightings on whale watching trips are becoming much more common Researchers are saying that the blue, great blue whale has reached 97% of its pre-whaling levels with roughly about 25,000 uh, uh, adults alive in the oceans at this point. It's not just uh, one entity that is contributing to the success of the population's rebounding. It's really the effort of everyone. Those are the words of Jeannie Dean. She's the vice president of education and conservation at the Aquarium of the Pacific in L.A. She also said when we're able to take collective action and think about balance such that people then the activities that we want to support, like shipping, like recreational use, like commercial fishing, 
all those things can coexist. Yes, they can. Spoken like a true metaphysician, like a true new thoughter. We are here to coexist. Congratulations to everyone involved. It's good to see the great blue whale making a population rebound. Here's another fun story I found. Thought you might like it as well. We 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 report a lot on fuels and uh, innovations in fuels here on this program. And I found another story here by Cambridge University researchers. They've demonstrated how carbon dioxide can be captured from industrial processes or even directly from the air and then transformed into clean, sustainable fuels just by using the energy of the sun. Yes. They developed a solar-powered reactor that uses captured CO2 and plastic waste. Uh, the plastic acts as a catalyst and converts it into a sustainable fuel and other valuable chemical processes. Most people would call this syngas, and it is a form of syngas. Uh, the, the, one of the researchers, Dr. Motera Rahman, said the plastic component is an important trick in the system. Capturing and using CO2 from the air makes the chemistry more difficult, but if we add plastic waste to the system, the plastic donates electrons to the CO2. The plastic breaks down to glycol acid, which is widely used in the cosmetics industry, and the CO2 is converted into syngas, which is a simple fuel. One of the other authors, Dr. Sayan Carr, said this solar-powered system takes two harmful waste products, plastic and carbon emissions, and converts them into something truly useful. Instead of storing CO2 underground, we can capture it from the air and make clean fuel from it. This, <clears throat> excuse me, this sounds like exciting information, uh, an exciting development in what we're doing to expand our recycling efforts Definitely, uh, but also looking at things from a different perspective, looking at these things from a different eye. I love it, folks. We're constantly finding new ways uh, to, to increase our ability to maintain life here on planet Earth. And hey, so far, we've been getting our stories tonight from the goodnewsnetwork.org. I invite you to head over to their website, give them some of the love and attention they deserve. They do a great work of collating and and bringing forth all the various stories not all the stories we get our stories from a number of sources uh but the first couple this evening they both have come from the goodnewsnetwork.org and this next story we got over there as well let's bring this back in here we go tennessee is giving 200,000 children free books as part of a summer reading program. Love this. This sounds like big news, folks, and it is. The Governor's Early Literacy Foundation expanded its K-3 through a home library program to now include all rising one, first, second, and third grade students enrolled in a public school. This is an attempt to help combat learning loss that happens over the summer months, especially with younger children. Uh, and by supplying up to 200,000 children, uh, that this is big numbers. 
there's six different packages con uh, consisting of grade level books that will be delivered directly to the homes of participants at no cost to the families or any cost to the 152 school districts in the state of Tennessee. If we don't get reading, if we don't get reading right, everything else can go wrong. Those are the words of James Pond. He's the government's uh, the Governor's Early Literacy Foundation's president. Our goal is to promote a culture of reading in Tennessee by meeting students where they are with the books and resources they need to become lifelong learners. And we hope other states look to you to us as a leader in collaborative early literacy efforts. This is the governor's uh, initiative's fourth summer collaborating with Scholastic Books. Uh, they've been doing this since 2022, and the K through three home library program has grown by 528%. They believe they've put more than 3.1 million books in the homes of more than 500,000 elementary school students and teachers in the last three years, four years. Good work, Tennessee. Let's make sure uh, we don't create a banned book list and all of that as we go along. Hey, folks. This is the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. If you've wondered what you stumbled into, and we need to take a quick break and share a little bit more about some of what's happening with our sponsors and organizational donors. Let give our those folks a chance to say hello and tell you a little bit more about what we're doing. So please stay tuned. We'll be back here on the New Thought Media Network with more of the good news in just a moment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. absolute truth. You are a gift, a blessing to the world, a way that the infinite love of God shines itself, shares itself, and expresses itself more fully in the world. You are a gift and a blessing. Please take that seriously. Take it as your honor. Take it as your opportunity to be a light that shines for others. Be that bright light of God's love that's the truth of who you are, and enjoy it, because you deserve it.
And we're back with more of the good news here on New Thought Media Network. I'm Reverend Robert. Welcome back. Hey, you know, it's June, and that means one major important thing. Yup, it's Pride Month. We've got a collection of good news stories from over at LGBTQNation.com that highlight some of the good news stories that have been happening this just this past week in the world, uh, in the LGBTQ world. First up, hey, Lizzo's at it. Lizzo donated $50,000 to the Marshall P. Johnson Institute, an organization that protects and defends the human rights of black transgender people. The Marsha P. Johnson Institute was founded in direct response to the nationwide and vastly underreported epidemic of the murders of black trans women. Lizzo said in a video, the violent and preventable nature of these deaths directly connects to the exclusion of black trans people from social justice issues, namely racial, gender, and reproductive justice, as well as gun violence and reform. Now, the Institute was formed in 2019 by a black trans woman who wanted to eradicate systemic systemic community and physical violence against black trans women. This LGBTQ plus demographic is among the most vulnerable and persecuted. And the group helps locate culturally competent resources for black trans women who need help obtaining housing, food security, legal services, healthcare, financial assistance, employment opportunities, social support, and more. The institution was named after Marsha P. Johnson, a black sex worker, drag performer, and activist for the LGBTQ+, HIV, and other causes in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. She played a role in the 1969 Stonewall Uprising and co-founded the organization Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries, also called STAR which supported young trans, non-binary, and queer youth in New York City. She also advocated against police harassment and for community support of imprisoned trans women. Thank you, Lizzo, for doing such good work and making sure that that foundation uh, can continue to do the important work it's doing. Speaking of important work, hey, folks, you know, it's... uh, There's been a great tide in anti-trans legislation this past year, and we do have some good news. A federal judge in Arkansas has struck down the state's recently passed ban on gender-affirming care for transgender minors. Federal Judge James M. Moody Jr. issued a permanent injunction stopping the law from being enforced. His ruling said uh, that that was the anti-LGBTQ laws. Uh, His ruling said that the law in question violated the due process and equal protection rights of trans youth and the free speech rights of doctors. Quote, rather than protecting children or safeguarding medical ethics, the evidence showed that the prohibited medical care actually improves the mental health and well-being of patients and that by prohibiting that care, the state undermined the interests it claims to be advancing. Holly Dickinson, executive director of the American Civil Liberties Union of Arkansas, said, quote, this decision sends a clear message. Fear-mongering and misinformation about health care do not hold up to scrutiny. It hurts trans youth and must end. Science, medicine, and law are clear. Gender-affirming care is necessary to ensure these young Arkansans 
can thrive and be healthy. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Thank you, Arkansas. Good work. And thank you, Judge Moody. Good, good work. And you know what, folks? It continues. On Friday of last week, a federal judge blocked an Indiana law that originally was signed by Governor Eric Holcomb in April that bans gender-affirming care for trans youth in that state. Uh, The American Civil Liberties Union called the decision a victory for trans youth and their families in Indiana. This time it's U.S. District Court Judge James Patrick Hanlon, who happened to be a Trump appointee, wrote that the plaintiffs had some likelihood of success on their claims that the ban was unconstitutional. It was the ACLU that filed the, the suit. Today's victory is a testament to the trans youth of, of Indiana, their families, and their allies, said the, ACL, uh, said the ACLU, who never gave up the, the fight to protect access to gender-affirming care and who will continue to defend the rights of all trans people to be their authentic selves, free from discrimination. According to the Movement Advancement Project, 19 states have been banned gender-affirming care for trans youth. Indiana's ban is the fifth to be blocked in federal court. We're going to hear about another one here in just a moment. Studies have shown that gender-affirming care can significantly lower the risk of depression and suicide for trans youth. Additionally, gender-affirming care for both adolescents and adults has been endorsed by the American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Psychiatric Association, and many other professional groups as necessary and frequently life-saving for transgender individuals. And as promised, it does continue, folks. On last Wednesday, a federal judge struck down Florida's ban on Medicaid coverage for gender-affirming care. In a scathing 54-page opinion, U.S. District Judge Robert Hinkle wrote, Gender identity is real. Pushing individuals away from their transgender identity is not a legitimate state interest, Hinkle also added. The court ruled Florida's order denying Medicaid coverage for gender-affirming care violates the federal Medicaid statute, the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, and the Affordable Care Act. Advocacy groups estimate 9,000 gender pe- gen- transgender people in Florida use Medicaid to fund their treatments. Florida is a, one of those 19 states that have enacted laws restricted or banning gender-affirming care for trans youth. Gender-affirming medical care is evidence-based care, said Omar Gonzalez-Pagan, counsel at Lambda Legal. In court, what matters are the facts and the law, not fear-mongering and heated rhetoric. Thank you, Judge Hinkle. Thank you to all of these federal judges that are affirming the truth. Trans rights are human rights. These folks deserve to have their experience, their health care, uh, just as everyone else. All right, we're going to take another quick break. Let a few more sponsors and folks say hello. However, we've got a whole nother group of stories coming your way, folks, in just a couple minutes. So don't go away. Hit the like button, share button, and subscribe button. Let your friends know what we're doing. We'll be back real soon with more here on the good news on New Thought Media Network. Stay tuned.
help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors and donors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center Kitchener, Ohm Center for Spiritual Living, Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, Center for Spiritual Living Seattle, and all of our individual donors and sponsors. Thank you for being a part of the New Thought Media Network. Please come be you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone that makes this network possible, that continually helps us share this good news message out across the world. Your participation really does matter, and we want to, and we want, and we appreciate everything you do to help us accomplish our mission. All right, back to the good news for this evening. Now, one of the other places we get a lot of our stories is sunnyskies.com. And we encourage you to make sure you check them out as well. They do also a great job of finding the really wonderful stories that remind us we really are all in this together. And in this together, oh my gosh, this next story, what would you do if you lost your phone? What would you do if you lost your phone and it was in a plastic baggie and a waterproof bag and, and it all happened out in the ocean? Well, there's no one to call. But luckily for one lucky person, Alex Schulze was on the job. Alex is the CEO of an organization called Four Ocean. They work to remove plastic from the oceans. Uh, current, uh, up to, from now, uh, they do a lot of work in the U.S., Guatemala, and Indonesia, and currently have removed over 29 million pounds of plastic from oceans, rivers, and coastlines. However, on this day, CEO Alex found a brand new iPhone sealed in a plastic bag. Didn't think it would and wasn't sure. Um, it was in a waterproof case. When he got a topside, he was able to get it charged and able to get in person in touch with the person's emergency contact. Always remember to have an emergency contact in your phone, folks. Uh, despite all the odds, he was able to return the phone. Uh, and it triggered a TikTok sensation with over 3 million views of the video chronicling his discovery. We're always stoked about the work we do cleaning the ocean, said Alex, but it's even better to make someone's day by returning what's important to them. Uh, their newest project for Four Ocean is in Rio Montaguea in Guatemala, one of the Central America's longest and most polluted rivers it deposits roughly 2% of the plastic that enters our oceans each year. Alex and his team are on the job to clean up that river as well. Good work, sir. Get those phones back to the people where they belong. And hey, you know, we get a lot of these stories lately, folks, but I keep loving them and I can't help but post them and share them with you. This is Officer Estrada. Officer Estrada is a Nevada State Trooper. 
Uh, she was on a routine vehicle, a uh, routine uh, patrol when she heard on the radio that there was a kitten loose on the highway. Uh, she pulled over and was able to approach the kitten. And eventually, as you see there, uh, got the tr kitten to trust her enough to bring her into her patrol car. She said the animal hid in the glove compartment as they took her back to the station. Nevada State Police reported we received calls about a kitten on the on-ramp to a busy highway and Trooper Estrada resp quickly responded. They gave the kitten some tender loving care and uh, the officers named it, well, you know what's coming, Trooper Kitty is the cat's new name. Eventually the cat was donated, was adopted out to a good home and we thank Officer Estrada for doing that good work. Hey folks, our final session is section is always about those important stories of people doing good in the world. And this one, oh my gosh, Huang Tian Huang, I do hope I'm saying that somewhat properly, uh, whose nation uh, and the, who the national media of Vietnam has dubbed Mother Teresa of Vietnam. We're going to call her Mother Wong from here on. Uh, the woman has adopted 346 children across her lifetime, and her lifetime started off uh, in hardship as well. She was abandoned on the doorstep step of a foundation by her parents. Uh, they don't really know. She doesn't really know when she was born. Uh, there was an ID that was found with her, but it did not include uh, her surname. All it said was female child, 1968. In his intervening, intervening years, Mother Huang uh, was eventually adopted by what turned out to be sexual predators and were about to uh, traffic her when a neighbor realized what was happening and helped her escape. That led to many years of uh, just vagabonding around the country uh, and then found uh, at the age of 19, a baby girl was left on her doorstep. She adopted that child and that's where it began and that's where it keeps going. Uh, in 2001, she founded the Kei Hong Charity Center in Tan Ho He Commune and gradually increased the number of her, of her dependents until it passed over 300. As we said, she's now up to 346. I got a feeling when 347 shows up, she'll adopt that child uh, as well. After surmounting the cruelest hardships in post-war Vietnam, everyone on earth would understand if Miss Wong had instead used her success to build a life of luxury, indulgence, and security. Instead, she dove headlong back into the world that made her, making a difference to others in a way that never was possible for her. Thank you, Mother Huang. Oh, what a great, great story, folks. However, what we do here on New Thought Media Network is each week we save right up for the end that last great story. And I'm missing my video. <laughs> we'll find it. Give me a second. Uh, it's time. Well, if I don't find the video, I'm just going to say it anyway. It's time for our hero of the week. And this week, this story captured my heart. Four people were rescued from turbulent waters off the coast of Panama City, Florida recently, thanks to a group of friends and a man 
who they say is a hero. Travis Brandy and two of his friends were fishing in the Panama City Marina when the weather took a turn for a work for the worse. Within 15 minutes, we were in five foot, six foot waves, said Travis. As they were attempting to make their way back, their attention was drawn to a houseboat that was adrift in the treacherous waters. As the boat capsized, debris started to scatter across the water. That's when a man in another boat jumped into action. That man was later identified Jordan Boyd. Mr. Boyd jumped into the water without a life jacket, busted out the capsized boat's window, and started getting people out of the boat. He's the true hero of this story. Without hesitation, he was just in the water helping those people, said Travis. Travis and his friends were able to get help, also get ferry people back to shore. Travis was quoted as saying, it restores your faith in humanity, makes you really reflect on the things that are really important in life. I'm going to try and not get emotional. It was an intense moment, but ultimately, I'm just going to say it came down to God, put us in the right place at the right time. And God putting Jordan Boyd in the right place at the right time as well. Thank you, Mr. Boyd, for jumping in the water. Thank you, Brandy, Mr. Brandy and your friends for helping those folks get back to shore. That's what it's all about, folks. The good news happening here in the world. I'm Rev. Robert. I'm in overtime, so I better get out of here. But I want to invite you back to come see, the, the to join us at 6 o'clock Mountain Time for Reverend Michael Mangus and the Fireside Chat. That starts in just about 25 minutes now. Tune in for that, Fire Friday's Fireside Chat, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. And, of course, we'll be back with our prayer time, 8.15 p.m. this evening, to wrap up our broadcast day. I'm Rev. Robert. I'm going to get out of here for now. Until then, until next time, I want to wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.